Welcome to Making the Invisible Visible, a podcast from Intelligo Technologies. Hey everyone, I'm Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B, and welcome to an Intelligo conversation. We appreciate you joining us live for some quality thought leadership out of our industry. As you're listening to today's conversation, make sure that you're heading to our website, intelligo-technologies.com. Again, intelligo-technologies, that's technologies, plural, dot com. All right, so for today's conversation, we're going to be discussing trends in enhanced disinfection technologies. Like ultraviolet light, just sort of in general, disinfection technologies that were primarily used in healthcare settings over the last year have become, for a lot of industries, new and essential tools. And this includes industries like public venues, airports, commercial buildings, schools, hotels and restaurants, I mean, you name it. Everyone suddenly had a focus on health and safety, and UVC technology really stepped in to assist with broader facility management strategies. But with this rapid expansion also comes some challenges and issues. So what we're wanting to do with our conversation today is better understand how to make this critical technology work correctly, work efficiently, and how it should play into a larger ecosystem of disinfection strategies and technologies. So joining me today to discuss how technologies like UVC have been effectively implemented in these new markets, as well as how this ecosystem of technologies is supporting an expanded definition of disinfection strategies, excuse me, is Wendy Brady, Director of Global Marketing with Intelligo Technologies. Wendy, great to have you on. How are you doing today? Thank you, Daniel. Doing well. Yeah, real pleasure getting to have you on the program today. And we've got a lot to break down. So let's go ahead and jump right in. Like I mentioned, I know it was a bit of a wordy intro, but basically at the core of it, ultraviolet technology uh, had been deployed in healthcare settings frequently, and uh, you know this wasn't necessarily a new use case. Mm-hmm. But then over the last year and a half, it did become new as well as essential for a lot of other industries. So could you give us your thoughts on why we are just now seeing the rapid growth of this tech outside of a healthcare setting. Are there any specific reasons, inhibitors? What have you seen over the last several years? Yeah, so I think what's really happened is in, you know, with COVID, with everything that happened with the pandemic, we realized that infection control didn't just exist, didn't, um, couldn't just exist Mm. in a healthcare environment. It was really everywhere because look how it changed our lives and how we went to the grocery store all of a sudden. You saw people wearing gloves and then masks and gloves is not a good idea. Really. <laughs> yeah, right. But, um, you know, we really had to think about um, the issue of pathogens everywhere on the surfaces that we touch in the air that we breathe. And we all became cognizant of that. And as you said, you know, UVC has been a, a, an important tool in the healthcare environment. And a lot of industries realized that they needed to bring that into their environments as well to better protect um, their spaces, their right. employees. Um, and now it's become a really interesting innovation of, you know, us getting back to a new normal of having this ongoing, very safe, very effective disinfection tool to um, really help us get back to normal, which is what everybody wants. Definitely. So I'll hone in a little bit more. Let's take schools, for example. Um, you know, I, I think schools have seen the benefits of UVC as well uh, over the last year and a half. Um, naturally, you know, they are a large venue with a lot of moving bodies. Uh, I've done several interviews where uh, they've really, uh, you know, with the professionals I've spoken to, have really highlighted the benefits 
of UVC as well as the ease of implementation. So if you had to, you know, maybe expand as, uh, excuse me, if you had to just expand the example around that specific industry, what would you say are some of the reasons why we didn't see maybe UVC at scale in other industries like public education mm -hmm. before the pandemic hit? Is it that most industries weren't aware of the benefits? Uh, is it a high capex cost? What are some of those? Uh, well, you know, metrics? I think they probably weren't aware of the need for it. You know, there, That's it, fair. prior to the pandemic, there was a lot of issues with, um, you know, absenteeism due to illness. You think mm -hmm. about norovirus, like the stomach flu, how right. rapid influenza, how rapidly things spread. And I don't know that schools really um, were knew how to tackle it in an effective way. What's nice with UVC is you have a lot of players in the industry. So you have very um, sophisticated, high-end um, manufacturers of equipment that are in the healthcare environment. And now you're seeing more players getting into the space with um, more cost-effective tools that can be used. Um, mm -hmm. So whether it's mobile towers that they, um, you know, the, the custodians can roll into the rooms, you know, after school is closed when no one's there. Um, we're also seeing some manufacturers develop cabinet technology. So all the shared equipment, computer keyboards, tablets, phones, right. even, you know, pencils, you know, yeah. scissors, everything. Yeah. You can put that in there and disinfect everything rapidly without the use of chemicals. So it's really become, you know, I, I think a, a useful tool, a useful intervention that can quick, quickly um, not, not damage surfaces. You know, you think about the sensitivity of certain, you know, you know, tablets, yeah. um, even camera equipment, headsets, um, those types of things that can't be easily cleaned with a chemical disinfectant. Right. UV is a perfect solution for that. So we're excited at the innovation that has, you know, there's always, it's, um, you know, necessity is the, um, you know. Yeah, the mother of innovation. Mother of innovation. Yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, I mean, that's, that's fair. And I think a lot of industries could speak to that sort mm -hmm. of pressure over the last year, year and a half. Um, you, know, you kind of brought it up in passing, but the disinfection ecosystem is just that, an ecosystem. There are a lot of different products, methodologies, and reasons to use different products across, you know, making any space uh, safe and healthy for end users. So break down that ecosystem for us without UVC, um, you know, whether that's healthcare, whether that is schools, public venues, whatever they may be. What are some of the other moving pieces in that disinfection ecosystem that matter and that need to be, uh, you know, kept in mind as we think about it as a broader mix of uh, strategies and tools? Right. So UVC isn't the end-all, be-all. There's still right. manual cleaning. That that's the first line of defense. Sure. Um, but you know, there's been everybody's talked about. There's there's numerous um, studies that show that even in the healthcare environment, manual cleaning. They miss 50% of the surfaces because as hmm. humans, we just can't, we can't do everything. We can't touch everything. Things get missed. And especially, you know, if you think about pathogens, they're invisible. So right. you may think you're being thorough, but they're, you know, they're an invisible target that it's easy to miss. Right. So it's, it's that next level solution that's become a really critical. So UV is great because wherever that light goes with enough intensity and duration, you can effectively effectively eliminate those pathogens um, quickly sure. and have more confidence and create a, 
a healthier environment. Yeah, definitely. Uh, can you give our audience a little context uh, in case they're unaware of just how UV light sanitizes surfaces? So just give mm -hmm. us sort of the, the walkthrough of how this technology works and how easy it is to use and implement. So yeah, excuse me, basically walk us through that, uh, that process of use and integration. Right, so UV is part of the, actually it's produced by the sun, but UVC doesn't actually get to Earth. It's blocked by the Earth's ozone layer. Gotcha, okay. So it has to be artificially produced. Um, we actually, we don't make UVC devices, but so we work with the companies that do. The way, um, the way it works in killing pathogens is there's no pathogen that has, that is, you know, immune to the effects of UVC. So there's no, um, you know, where certain like antibiotics, um, pathogens can become resistant to those antibiotics. UVC is very effective against all pathogens, whether mm -hmm. it's bacteria, viruses, spores, molds, fungi, everything. Sure. So what it does is it reacts at the, um, the it impacts the RNA and DNA of, of um, you know, living organisms and viruses are not living organisms, but they have RNA. Sure. And what it does is it breaks um, some of the bonds within the RNA so they can no longer reproduce, and that's what renders them inactive. So it will kill the bacteria and it makes the virus inactive so it's no longer pathogenic. And it does that very quickly sometimes within seconds, depending on the intensity of the light, you know, how close it is to the surface. Wow. So very effective. Okay. So does that integration and use case differ a lot between industries and between, I guess, styles of implementation? So let's say you're launching UVC for a shared cabinet at a school, or you're launching it for, uh, you know, an entire room in a healthcare facility, or for an even larger room in a public venue, right? How does the technology integration differ, if at all, between that size and, and style of use case? Well, there's lots of different applications. I think that's, so there's mobile tower units, there's now autonomous robots that basically right. roll almost like a, a UV, UVC Roomba, you know, where it's rolling around, it drives itself around a room and right. um, a great tool, very effective, very expensive. So again, then there's um, less expensive options like the mobile towers where you roll them into a room, they're in a fixed position um, so you can, you know, hit target certain areas. Right. Um, there's other uses where they would have fixed um, lamps up in the ceilings and then there's upper air. And all those um, uses that you can't have people present because UVC is... Um, you know, harmful to skin and eyes. So they mm -hmm. have to be used um, behind closed doors um, in a cabinet that cap you can't see what's going on. And I think that's the interesting, interesting thing that our, our products bring to the table is you're going through an invisible disinfection process. You're not in the room. You can't see what's going on inside that cabinet. Right. And that's where having, you know, something like an indicator that shows you okay, this disinfection cycle worked because I can see it. Um, we've delivered the, the correct amount of energy to deliver, you know, a, a germicidal effect. Sure. Well, you bring up an interesting point there. We've kind of been talking about UVC as something that picks up, uh, you know, a lot of the uh, accidental little germs uh, pieces that maybe fall through uh, the broader disinfection strategy cracks, mm -hmm. right? Um, but UVC itself can sometimes not achieve full disinfection. So break that down for us. 
why do we sometimes see UVC not fully disinfect? Where, uh, you know, where in that operational or integration process does that happen and why? Yeah. So think about a patient room. There's, you know, you have the patient bed at the center of the room. You have cabinets, overbed tables, lots, you know, chairs, different equipment. Um, UVC is a line of sight technology. So you, so basically where that light hits on a surface, that's where you're going to get that germicidal effect. So if you have shadowed areas, that may not be getting enough of a dose to kill things. Um, sure. So being able to identify those shadowed areas where, where you know where the light is hit, where it's been intense, and maybe where um, if, you, if you didn't get enough intensity, you're able to see that. You know, if you're using our dosimeter products, you mm -hmm. can see like, okay, we need to treat this side of the room more because obviously we didn't get to the intensity level that we needed over here. So, sure. Um, shadowed areas is a huge um, um, concern, not a concern, but something to be aware of with UVC disinfection, because if the light doesn't hit it, then you're not getting that germicidal effect. Um, and that's right. that's the goal. So we want to make UVC as effective as possible. Definitely. And before we get into uh, Intelligo's technologies and how you fit into that broader ecosystem, I just want to um, get your thoughts on that ecosystem one more time. Uh, where do you see UVC fitting into that broader definition of disinfection strategies? How do you see it working alongside uh, existing chemical disinfectants and manual cleaning processes? And why? You know, where does it shine? I guess pun intended the right. best. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great adjunct to manual cleaning. It will never replace manual cleaning. You sure. have to remove the surface, you know, dirt, right. grime, whatever the case is. Um, but really, you know, as I said, we miss a lot. You know, if you, you know, kind of wiped a surface and you had a black light, you'll see like all those spaces that you missed. Um, it's really, it's really easy. And so having something that's um, more widespread, more, you know, it covers a lot of area and it's very effective. So in terms, you know, I'm excited to see how it's being implemented in other places. I was mm -hmm. just in Nashville yeah. two weeks ago. And um, there's a, a new company, and they've designed a baby changing table, which are, you know, if you've ever had to change a baby in a public restroom, it's a little... It's, it's a, a little messy, it's yeah. <laughs> not, it's not the greatest surface. They're generally not cleaned very frequently. Sure. And so this company has come up with this solution where when it closes, UVC lights come on, it disinfects that surface, mm. created a, you know, a better environment. So... Um, I'm excited to see innovations like that because yeah. it's it's so simple. Now, that doesn't mean that staff shouldn't go in and wipe down that table on a regular basis, but in regular, that's not practical. You know, you're not going to have somebody coming in and cleaning after every time. Sure. So it gives you that added measure of um, sanitization that um, just happens automatically, Definitely. which is great. And I think the last year and a half, you know, just the broader pandemic, has really shown how much these technologies can get that granular. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love that example because I think it really shows that not only are we going to continue to see this technology play into disinfection strategies across various industries, but also within those industries down to very granular use cases right. uh, and, um, you know, integrated in passing in a lot of ways, in ways that aren't really that forward-facing to the end user uh, or... Um, you know, end up becoming just sort of an automated part 
of that ecosystem. So I, I agree. I think that is going to yeah. be really exciting to see. So we're also seeing, um, you know, the security bins at airports, um, yeah. TSA checkpoints, where you have the gray bin, you put your shoes in, you put your bags Oof. in, you put everything in there. The dirty gray those, bin. <laughs> those are notoriously um, contaminated. Yeah. And they knew that before the before the pandemic. Sure. So now I know there's um, a lot of testing being done to implement UVC technology through a, a tunnel system. So mm. as soon as those bins come, you know, you take your, your items out of your bin, it goes down the conveyor, runs through a UVC disinfection system, and so the next person gets a sanitized bin. Nice. Um, you know, and think about airports. It's a great way for pathogens to cross borders. You Oof, know, if yeah. somebody picks up a, a respiratory, you know, illness, they travel overseas, they travel, they go visit grandma. There's so many opportunities where I think we can reduce the risk of transmission by implementing these tools to help us in a non-obtrusive way. Definitely. Yeah, get those baby changing tables in the airport ASAP. Right, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Uh, so now what I want to do, uh, Wendy, is better understand how Intelligo fits into this ecosystem we've been chatting about, uh, but more specifically, understand how um, products that we're going to be chatting about today fill in some of those gaps around UVC technology and, again, create a more holistic ecosystem of disinfection. So uh, you already broke down sort of how UVC technology works and also how it sometimes misses certain aspects of um, sanitizing a room or space or item. So how can we confirm if a UVC process worked correctly and had the right amount of power as well as reached all necessary surfaces. What's kind of, what kind of strategies or technologies do you have in mind when you think of that and why? Right. So um, with a healthcare environment is probably the best place to start this conversation because they've been using UVC the longest. Right. And as we talked about the shadowed areas, it's really important in healthcare prior to pandemic, um, they're they're always concerned about healthcare acquired infections, HAIs. So right. things like MRSA and C diff have always been pathogens of concern. So when they're using an enhanced disinfection technique like UVC, they want to know that they've delivered a dose to all the surfaces that's hit that intensity level. So they have a confidence that they've eradicated those pathogens because okay. it is a huge risk. It you know impacts lives. Um, it's very expensive. Um, there's a great reason to use these tools. So. Our products, our dosimeters, are color-changing indicators. So they react with UVC specifically. Mm. So they show you what dose has been delivered. And the dose is really important with ultraviolet disinfection. It's not just a matter of turning on um, a blue light and um, you know, you're like, oh, Slides that's all we had to right. do. <laughs> um, you need to know how much energy has been delivered and because that energy delivered correlates with a kill. So, mm, okay. so something like... Um, SARS-CoV-2 that causes COVID yeah. um, doesn't actually take a lot of energy to kill. Um, Boston University came out with a study that they found about 22 millijoules. The dose is measured in millijoules per centimeter squared, so okay. think to, but just as a value, 22 millijoules. That can achieve a six log kill. So six log means 99.9999%. Six, 6.99s? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So very effective. Um, okay. With MRSA, um, MRSA is about, um, we want to, we like to get to about 50 millijoules. It takes a lot less than that. Okay. With, on our dosimeters, we like to see for C. diff, which is a spore, it's mm. harder to kill. It's a, you know, kind of a 
a more more challenging um, uh, pathogen. Sure. We like to get up to 100 millijoules. And with that, you're getting a three log kill if you're delivering that amount of energy. So being able to see that instead of just hoping you did it right, right. Is, is what we provide as a solution to the person who's using the equipment because they may have got all the training in the world, but it's hard to believe something that you can't see sometimes. Right. Um, so you can read all the research and say, yes, I know it works, but you're also operating that equipment in a room where you leave the equipment in the room a lot of times because you can't be present. Right. So you have to leave the room and hope you did it right. Mm, so right. by using our indicators, it makes that, that process more visible. You get that real-time evidence. Sure. Uh, I guess uh, if you could, could you share how the technologies or um, the companies that sell that technology educate the professional workforce around that? It, basically, maybe let me rephrase that. Is, uh, is that dosage and the, um, the uh, just, I guess, broader metrics of how much dosage, how much energy you're using, as well as the log count of how many pathogens killed, is that something that most operators of UVC technology are aware of? Is that something that's pretty part and parcel with, okay, when I turn this on and use it, I have to plug in X and I know I'm getting X. Or is that something that, you know, is necessarily not part of the process and that, you know, is a reason why Intelligo is introducing its products? Right. Yeah. So actually, so we try to make it really simple. Some people like to get into the, the detail of understanding the millijoules per centimeter squared. Right. Um, but with a calorimetric indicator, which is what our product is, sure. um, you know if you get to that deep pink color, you've achieved um, the sufficient dose. Um, we've also come out with some other indicators that have a check mark that appears, so you know that you've meet, meet, uh, excuse me, met that minimum threshold of, um, of UV dose um, to kill, and it gives that confidence. So somebody doesn't have to be overly sophisticated with UVC disinfection and dosages, but when they know they get to the right color or they see that check mark appear, they have the confidence that they did it right. Um, and it, it, it builds confidence in using UVC disinfection. You can share that information with um, a patient to let them know their room has been effectively disinfected. Mm. You can share it with a hotel, you know, for hotels if they're considering the technology. Sure. Um, you can say, you know, we are using these enhanced technologies and we can prove that it works if there's um, skepticism about it. Right. So without that kind of, uh, you know, follow-up confirmation that what you did worked how you wanted it to and correctly, uh, how are those processes run? Are they usually, you sort of run an automated cycle on any type of UVC machine? Uh, do you plug in type of cycle based on time or energy that you need? Basically, how does the operator interface with whether or not they're using the technology correctly? I think it depends on the equipment that sure. they're using. Some is very sophisticated where it can map out a room um, and they can target it that way. Um, which And our cards work great with that, too, mm. because I think they can find time efficiencies as well. They may map out, so in the case of the robots, you know, they may map out a room and, and have a, a specific duration of how long, you know, that how, how slowly that robot is going to move across um, the field. Gotcha. Well, they may find with the use of the dosimeters that they're getting enough energy very quickly so they can speed up that runtime, mm -hmm. which allows you to really disinfect more spaces. Um, so it's really about 
optimizing the use of UVC as well. So you want to get the right dose, but if you're getting that dose quickly, guess what? You can disinfect more spaces. So you're getting better use of the equipment. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's maximizing everything, maximizing um, uh, labor, mm -hmm. energy, and time as well, resources, investment in technologies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's great to see how those uh, how those technologies that play into the ecosystem create those yeah. kinds of positive domino effects. Right. So I'm curious then how your uh, dosimeters work then in practice. Could you walk us through when during the disinfection process they're introduced, how you actually use them to measure whether or not the right dosage was achieved? Right. Yeah. 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 So basically they're, um, they're simple indicator cards. Um, they have an adhesive strip on the back, so you can just peel that off and stick it around places in wherever you're, or in a cabinet gotcha, okay. where you're going to use UVC disinfection. So you can um, put it on like a wall. You can put it on a wall anywhere. You okay. can put it, you know, down on a table. Gotcha. Um, you know, obviously where the UVC device is, that's where you're going to have the most intensity. Right. So we always recommend putting it at the farthest distance. You want to know at the worst case scenario how much energy has gotten to that farthest distance gotcha. away. In a cabinet, again, you know, you're putting, you know, tablets, shared equipment or something, you close it up, you put that card in before you do it, and make sure that everything was, um, you delivered a germicidal dose. Gotcha. So um, on our cards, obviously, you can mark, you know, you can put your date, time, um, list where it was used, right. and you, you have that as a documented record of evidence of a disinfection process. Sure. And, you know, I notice on the card, and I'll kind of <laughs> hold it up here for the audience, um, but you indicate different millijoules per centimeter squared. You've got 25, then 50, then 100. Why those metrics and sort of how did you design this to be the most flexible card possible for the most amount of use cases? Right. So that um, card evolved from, we had a card before that that was 50, 100. So mm -hmm. it was just two colors. And we had another version that that 50 was represented as MRSA and the, the pink, the 100 was represented as C. diff. Gotcha. So very simple way prior to COVID, um, you know, to indicate like if, if you hit that, th this orange color over here, you're good with MRSA. If you get all the way to pink, C. diff. And once you hit C. diff, you're pretty much killing everything under it. So Fair. C. diff is like the high watermark of um, disinfection because it's so hard to kill. Right. So you have that confidence that you've done it right. With COVID, with the pandemic, we, um, with the Boston University study that came out, 22 millijoules became a very interesting target for a lot of people. Mm. So we designed this card with that 25 level. Nice. So if they just wanted to target for, um, for SARS-CoV-2, for the virus that causes COVID, that became an important tool. And this has become a really, um, you know, popular product for healthcare and even outside of healthcare. Um, we have some other products coming out that, like I talked about with the check mark, yeah. a, little, a little bit less clinical, a little bit more user-friendly for sure. a non-clinician, non-healthcare application. Fair. But it's a simple, simple visual, and that's, I think, the beauty of it is um, it's a very low-tech way, but extremely accurate way to ensure your sophisticated devices are working properly and you're right. using them properly. Definitely. And, you know, playing to that point, have you found that, um, you know, over the last year and a half, as more industries utilize IntelliGhost technologies, have you found that that is you know, getting them to also rethink their relationship to their sophisticated technologies as well, making sure that they have something that is flexible enough that they can control the dosage and the power, um, 
you know, basically, do you see this then having sort of a, a symbiotic effect on different industries thinking more critically about their solutions as well? Yeah, I, I think the sophistication is great, you yeah. know, but having third-party validation is, is key too, because yeah. as great as something um, can be, also sometimes when you have a very sophisticated piece of equipment, think about like your car, you have all these features on it, you may not use them all, right? right. It just, um, this gives you that immediate you know, confidence that it was done correctly. Right. And when you think about the, the, you know, you have custodial staff, you have environmental services, they may not be getting that high level um, review of the equipment. There's also a lot of high turnover in those, um, right. in those jobs. So you have to teach people very quickly and you just want to give them a simple, here's how you know you've done it right. So place these cards around the room, put them in the cabinet where it's being used. Um, to and it, I think it builds confidence. I like the fact that it builds confidence in the person using the equipment. Definitely. You know, because they want to feel good about their job. They want to know that they've um, successfully disinfected a space. Yeah. And now they have, you know, they can feel good about what they've done. So definitely, and uh, you know, it creates uh, manageable oversight as well. So if something does go wrong, it's not a mystery of where and who and how. It's like, okay, yeah, here we didn't use one of IntelliGo's cards, and so we missed that we missed the rice dosage. Or we did use it, and just like, we didn't check. Okay, yeah, it only hit 25, didn't hit 50. Um, that kind of immediate responsive feedback for all parties, uh, I think, allows for a lot of proactivity as well, which, you know, proactiveness is... Uh, Always good. Right. <laughs> Always good. Always good to get on top of the issues. So I think on that note, we're just about done with our conversation. So last main question I've got for you, Wendy, is just how do you see IntelliGo's technologies, um, again, IntelliGo's dosimeters, playing into this ecosystem moving forward? What role do you think it has in a broader strategy for disinfection now that we are past COVID? But are going to be living in those effects for a while. Right. So I think it's really important. You know, we never want to have to go through what we went through in 2020 and, and really still today. Yeah. So always having these enhanced disinfection measures present, we can't, we can't get lax. You know, we always have to be diligent and, and, and vigilant and making sure that we don't, you know, have another, um, you know, pandemic. The, you know, COVID may be tailing off in some areas. It hasn't yet in others. Mm -hmm. So we always have to make sure that we're using these technologies and making sure that we're using them safely, effectively, and efficiently as well. So I'm, you know, I'm hoping, I'd love to see the expansion of UVC as a disinfection tool. It's, it's very cost effective. It's proven. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I think dosimeters are an important part of that because it builds the credibility in an invisible process. Um, so it ensures that you're using the devices effectively, efficiently, and, and safely as well. Safety is a key factor um, because we don't want to ca cause harm. So, right. um, so it's a great tool going forward to keep us all safer. Definitely. And uh, just to expand on that, safety of both the end user mm -hmm. and the professional as well, I think, has become very important and have both been refocused because of COVID. Mm -hmm. Workers are... Uh, I think more acutely aware of how their jobs ensure their safety, and end users are more aware of how the businesses they shop or, uh, you know, just the the broader consumer relationships that they have are treated with care and respect. So I think naturally this kind of technology is going to continue to be a part of that moving forward. So I'm really curious to see how Intelligo plays into that ecosystem moving yeah. forward. Um, but you know, till then, I'm sure we'll do many more of these conversations as we see how UVC continues. 
but we are going to have to pause it on this one. So thank you so much for your insight so far. Again, we've been chatting with Wendy Brady, Director of Global Marketing for Intelligo. And Wendy, if folks want to find out more about what Intelligo is doing in this broader disinfection ecosystem, or they want to follow up with some of your new products, how can they get in touch? Uh, they can find us at intelligo-technologies.com. And also our product page is uvcdosimeters.com or um, find us on LinkedIn, um, or easy to find and reach, info at intelligotechnologies.com as well. So awesome. lots of different ways. All right, straightforward enough. Wendy, thank you so much. It's really been a pleasure, and I'm looking forward to more conversations. Great. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And thank you, everyone, for watching this live Intelligo conversation. Like Wendy said, if you want a little more information, head to our website, intelligo-conversation, or excuse me, intelligo-technologies. I'm thinking conversations. intelligo-technologies.com. One more time, intelligo-technologies.com for more thought leadership from the team and more information about our solutions and services. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B, and we'll catch you next time.